Good morning, and welcome to HR Examiner's Executive Conversations. I'm your host, John Sumster, and today we're going to be talking with Ian Bailey, who is a director at Insight 222, where he runs the My HR Future Academy. I've been following Ian's career for years. He was uh, the senior HR director at, at Cisco Systems and was responsible for delivering and developing tools that enabled the planning, attraction, and management of, of talent across the entire organization. I ran into him while I was doing some research for a company called uh, Burning Glass, which was one of the early players in the large-scale global skills analysis game. Ian, how are you? It's great to have you here. Hey, John. Yeah, no, it's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, really excited about the conversation. Yeah, so so why don't you fill in the blanks? Um, I, I, I gave my narrow view. Why don't you take a moment and really introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Thank you. So, um, yeah, so I currently work for a company called Insight 222, and there my primary role is, as you mentioned, running something that we're calling My HR Future, which I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about more. Um, prior to that, I did spend 10 years at Cisco and uh, spent yeah, a lot of time working around HR technology and analytics there, and then ultimately getting involved in workforce planning and some talent management uh, pieces as well. And then prior to that was an HR analyst at a couple of small companies and actually started my career as uh, a researcher with uh, CEB, which has now been acquired by Gartner. And that's really where I started getting interested in HR. So, so what is Insight 222? What does the company do? Yeah, sure. So I think you had uh, David Green on the, on the show recently, my, my colleague there as well. And so what we're doing is uh, our focus is, is really around uh, people analytics and helping HR become more data-driven. We're a professional services firm, so we do some consulting. We have a, a networking program as well. We have advisory services that, that come with that. And then we do a lot around learning. Uh, some of it um, used to be in person. Right now, obviously, none of it is in person. Um, and a lot of it is, is online through the, the My HR Future Academy. So we're really partnering with HR organizations to, to help them uh, really focus on people analytics and to create data-driven cultures across all of HR. Okay, so, so your baby is the My HR Future Academy. It what, is. What's the deal there? Yeah, so we started off with really wanting to provide, you know, start off with a blog and a YouTube channel and some um, other kind of sources like that where we wanted to get information out there really to, you know, thought leadership, drive the conversation around people analytics. And then when we were talking to all of our clients and, and really trying to understand how we could help them more, it became clear that they were struggling with the topic of HR enablement. So really the broader HR population, how do we help HR as a whole really upskill, um, particularly around these uh, skills like people analytics and becoming more digital. And so what we built uh, is this academy. It's a learning experience platform. So, you know, it is more than just training. Uh, we have over 600 uh, curated articles and YouTube videos and podcasts and publicly available materials like that in the platform as well. All of our training is is very bite-sized. It's all kind of shrunk down to short little clips. 
Uh, and really what we're doing is, is focusing across six key skills that based on our research, we found were the areas that HR professionals most wanted to, to grow their skills in. And so one is people analytics, another is workforce planning. Uh, the third is digital HR and HR technology. Fourth is design thinking. And then the fifth and sixth are consulting and influencing and stakeholder management as well. And so we're kind of blending some of those skills around just this new world that HR finds itself in where it has to manage so many more stakeholders, has to get buy-in and budget for, uh, you know, digital projects, for people analytics projects, things like that. With some of those newer skills like uh, people analytics and becoming more data-driven and the digital side of things to really help HR kind of move into the future. Um, and so across that, you start to touch on topics like employee experience as well, you know, and how you can use design thinking practices to, to help there. And so that's where we're going very deep, you know, focusing solely in those areas and providing this blend of training and other materials to, to help HR to learn on demand, you know, ultimately uh, as and when they have time and in these little bite-sized chunks. So, so do I subscribe to my HR Future Academy? Do I take individual classes? How, how does that part of it work? Yes, great question. So, so you would subscribe. So basically, we, we sell it to individuals. Um, you know, you can just go on the website and sign up and buy a, a monthly or an annual subscription. Um, and then we sell it to large enterprises where we, you know, are deploying it to entire HR functions as well. Um, and, you know, it is a little bit like the, the Netflix or the Spotify model where you basically have access to absolutely everything. Um, we provide some structured guidance in terms of uh, the types of content we think you might want to get started with. Uh, you know, we um, structure it as to what's more foundational and what's more intermediate, what's more advanced. But ultimately, people can uh, spend as much time or as little time as they have, you know, on it each week. And uh, the platform will also provide recommendations to you as well. So when you first log in, it asks you what are the types of areas that you want to learn more about. And it will then curate uh, your experience based on that. It will provide you with a feed of content that is personalized to you as an individual. And then obviously the more that you do in the platform, the more it will start to kind of learn on your activity and potentially your, your colleagues, things like that as well. So. Um, so, yeah, that's the way that, that we've designed it is, is really uh, a subscription model where you can go in and, and just get started. So, so do you have some sort of a credentialing program? I assume that's going to be in the roadmap if you don't have it yet. Yeah, we do. We've partnered um, initially with a company called Credly um, that does digital certification and badging. And, and so that's a way that we're recognizing people's achievements in the platform at the moment, they can share those badges, you know, on LinkedIn, other social media platforms. And then, yeah, we are looking uh, more formally as well as to how we can align it to kind of educational institutions and, you know, more formal credentialing as well. It must get pretty interesting when you have a, when you have a large enterprise client to be able to department and understand uh, the levels of sophistication based on how people are interacting with the system. Is that, is that a focus also for the future to, to be able to help the department itself understand what upskilling means? Yeah. So there's a couple of aspects to that. I guess one is we're working on a number of different ways of 
assessing people up front, you know, and not just assessing them in terms of, you know, maybe the skills they have or don't have, but also around uh, what areas they, you know, aspirationally want to learn about and how we can provide intelligence on that and then continue to monitor and, and track that and help the individual ultimately then find the best content. Um, and then I think it's really interesting being able to look across the different types of materials we have in the platform as well, because I think one thing that we found with our research was, and obviously we're not the only ones to have found this, is just how the way that people learn has, has changed so much in recent years and the way that they want to learn has changed so much. And so, sure, people still want to take training, um, but they also learn by watching a YouTube video or learn by listening to a podcast, something like this, right? Um, they learn by reading articles. We all learn in so many different ways now. And I think the most important part of that is that we really adopt this kind of mindset of continuous learning. And so what we've tried to do with the platform is to provide an environment that we're really facilitating that, right? You can dip in every day and you'll find uh, new content getting added all the time, or you could just come in a couple of times a month and, you know, spend a longer period of time in there. But by doing that, what we are also able to then see, as you said, across, you know, large organizations is, some people might be spending a lot more time reading articles and listening to podcasts than they are actually taking training courses. Other people might just be devouring the training, you know, and working their way through that. And, and it really depends on the individual, right? It depends on, on what you want to learn about. It depends on your skill level and it ultimately depends on what questions you're trying to answer. And so I think that's one of the great things as well is we have a, a search function in the platform as well. So if something lands on my desk on a Monday morning and the CHRO has asked me to suddenly create a continuous listening program, well, I can go into the platform and I can search continuous listening and I can find a whole host of content in there that's immediately going to help me figure out what it is I, I do. And so that's what we're seeing happening is people are using it in many different ways and the platform is structured to enable that to be the case. So, so you must be at the forefront of, of this next idea, which is if people use the platform in many different ways, the idea that you can express accomplishment of a standard body of knowledge um, uh, seems old-fashioned. Um, and, so, and so when you have a bunch of learners who are learning in ways that are specific to the challenges that they face, the, the question of how you credential them gets very interesting because credentialing uh, assumes sort of the opposite. How do you think about that? Yeah, that's a great question, John. So, you know, I won't claim that we've, we've figured this one out fully, but I, it's, it's something that I think about a lot because I, I, think, I think people are driven often by a desire to get those credentials. And I think historically it's been programmed into us, you know, with the way that our education system works, you know, attaining a degree and, and moving through the education uh, system in that way. And that by showing that we have a certificate or a credential, that then means we can get a job or, you know, we are proficient at something. And I think that is absolutely changing, right? I think the way that we all think about the capabilities that we have and the way that we acquire knowledge now has changed, but actually the ways that we can demonstrate that and prove that um, 
have have not really. And so our first kind of foray into that is these badges, which are, you know, certainly quite short bursts of learning will get you, you know, one of these badges. And so you can demonstrate that you have gone through certain amount of material, right? You've acquired knowledge and you've demonstrated that you've learnt that knowledge by some short kind of assessments and and therefore you have a credential to show for it, right? But actually there's so much more to then applying that learning, right? Um, to really cement that learning, you need to apply it on the job. You need to then have multiple experiences that will then, you know, take you further from that point of view. And I think that's the piece that, you know, we need to look at next, which is really how do we assess, you know, whether someone has truly moved forward in their, in their skill set, you know, and how do we continually measure that and enable people to demonstrate that? And I think that's a problem way beyond just what we're doing, right? I think that's a problem that a lot of organizations are looking at at the moment. And, you know, we talk to a lot of our clients about this, and I know everyone's kind of thinking about it, but I haven't seen anyone with a, a perfect solution for it yet. Yeah, I, I don't think there is one yet. It's nice to know that you work in the HR side of it. So the next question is, you'll have to bear with me because it's a, it's a, it's a more complicated question. And that, it's <laughs> something like um, the operation is called My HR Future Academy, but as you listed the six areas that you um, cover, um, none of them strike me as traditional HR. Uh, and so there is there is this um, um, difference in the HR practitioner that you're aiming to train and the historical HR practitioner, and and this new person um, worries about data and digital literacy and employee experience and mining um, variations in survey responses for insight. Um, how do you weave all of that together and how do you relate it to the sort of more conventional version of HR, which is something like uh, a cross between a policeman and a counselor? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, and that is why we, we have that nice word future, right, in, the, in my HR future to kind of show that we are focusing on those more forward-thinking skills about the future of HR. And I think, I think there's a couple of things with this. Uh, you know, for a start, we don't need everyone in HR to become a data scientist, right? That is not the case. Right. Um, but there is a level of knowledge around data and statistics and, and, you know, being able to really interpret data, translate it into insights and have a data-driven conversation with a leader that is absolutely critical for the future of HR because we need to become more evidence-based as a function and we absolutely need to be capable to have those types of conversations with the business and with leaders. And then I think there's also just a general digital kind of savviness that, that is needed, um, which again, as you said, historically has not been needed. And, and that really comes down to not just HR being more digital. And, you know, I know you follow all of this incredibly closely, but the, the explosion of, of HR technology tools and, 
you know, the, the impact of, of all of that on, on everyone in terms of the number of vendors they're now having to speak to and those types of things and what works and what doesn't and what does have AI in it and what doesn't and, and all those wonderful things we won't necessarily get into right now. But um, I think that is definitely an area that, that HR needs to deal with and will continue to need to become more knowledgeable about. And then I think the expectations of the employee and of the manager from an experience perspective, right? And how actually everything that we're doing needs to be more user-centric and we need to build really journeys, you know, and not processes and all those great things when we think about the topic of employee experience. So I think all of those things are changing and shifting. Like the world is moving forward employees are moving forward, you know, the consumer expectations and how they influence expectations at work, all of those topics that people speak about consistently, you know, that is real life and HR needs to evolve too. But HR also needs to understand the digital impact to the business, you know, the impact that we're seeing from a kind of future of work perspective, from the way that every business is needing to adapt and evolve so much more quickly than, than they used to as well and how HR can support with that. Um, and so all of these things are happening and at the moment they're kind of happening to HR. And I think the more HR can get in front of it and HR professionals can build their knowledge in some of these areas, the more impactful we can be as a function um, and the more impactful we can really be with helping the business be successful, which is ultimately uh, what our, our purpose should be, you know? And so, so I think that's what's, you know, that's what's going on. I think alongside that though, you know, whilst we're building content that is really foundational for HR professionals to upskill in those areas, as I said, we don't expect, you know, all of HR to become, uh, you know, a super statistician or data scientist. And so what we're also then doing is building specialist content for those specialist functions within HR, right? So for the people analytics team, for the digital team, for the employee experience team, and to enable them to move up the knowledge stack and become more intermediate and, and advanced in their skill set. And we'll keep building, you know, really cutting edge kind of content from that point of view as well. So we're trying to build content that, that fits where your HR business partner needs to be, your broader HR professional but then also really specialist content for those uh, deep subject matter experts as well. So let me, let me take you, you, you sort of hinted at this. The, the pandemic has caused some fairly abrupt change. Um, and, and you can imagine many things got broken as we, mm -hmm. as we move, moved in, into whatever this period is we're in now. And there are many, many questions that that we don't even know how to ask yet. And so, and so you've got this this um, um, emerging analytical function inside of HR that has to figure out the answers to things like why do my video meetings make me so tired, or how do we how do we answer the increasing formality of our business relationships because you have to schedule everything when you're remote? Um, and how do you, how do you, how do you find ways to improve the quality of the spontaneity in the system when everything about remote work interrupts spontaneity? Um, mm -hmm. 
how do how do you suppose the profession is going to start to mine and prioritize this brand new set of questions? Mm, yeah, and I think it's it's just incredible how quickly everyone is having to adapt right now. And and I think what's incredible is how quickly everyone is adapting. And and we've seen, uh, you know, HR departments or organizations right take programs that might have they were planning to take two years to, to do something or to roll out a piece of technology and they've deployed it in two weeks. And so I think it's, it's really pushed a lot of change onto people. And obviously we've seen that from a remote working perspective as well. With that, um, we have seen certainly, you know, a lot of the people analytics leaders and teams that we've spoken to, we, we have seen people analytics come to the forefront, which is fantastic. And, you know, the power of, of the insights that that team can provide, combining external data sets. Uh, you know, we were talking about the John Hopkins database and marrying that up to internal data and getting that in front of the CEO in a kind of real-time basis. You know, I think that's incredible how quickly teams um, have, have worked on that and, and provided those types of dashboards. And I think that's the the firefighting mode that everyone's in right now. And then I think as we hopefully start to see things settle a little bit um, and we understand what the new normal is going to be, I think something we're all coming to terms with is the normal that we used to know about is, is, is probably a very long way off and potentially never coming back in some aspects. But as things settle down a little bit, which hopefully they will do, I think you're absolutely right. There is now going to be a whole new data set that people will be looking at and you know it might be about the impact of remote working it might be the impact of remote meetings um, it could be you know any number of different uh, data sets that are emerging as a result some of them from internal tools some of them from external databases as well and I think it's really going to be an opportunity uh, for the people analytics team and for broader HR to to really figure out how they then can add value against all of that. You know, what are going to be the priorities as a result and how can they help the organization? And I think it's a massive opportunity as we come out of this. I think, uh, you know, obviously the crisis is impacting absolutely everyone in a terrible way, but I do think that one of the, the bittersweet aspects to it will be uh, just the, the power of some of, of those insights as we come out and, and how hopefully areas like people analytics can continue to shine beyond just this immediate firefighting mode. That's going to be an interesting transition. So, so there are other academies emerging. Um, I think, I think there's some sort of gap in the profession that people are moving into fill. What makes you guys different? Yeah, I think we've touched on it a little bit. Um, but in my view, it is the fact that we are, we are going really deep on those uh, six skills that I mentioned that we see to be the skills of the future for HR. And we are really making sure that we are able to provide content there for the whole HR organization, but, but also for specialist teams. And we kind of started off with the why and the what, you know, what is people analytics? Why is it important? What is design thinking? Why is it applicable for HR? But we're really getting into the how now. And a lot of the content we're building out is very practical and tactical. And it's how you get your job done. And based on all of the um, different focus groups we've done and, and the research, 
that's the content that I think has really been missing and, and actually continues to be missing. Um, and it's what people want. They want help to get their job done. And it's kind of how we're learning across everything else now. You know, you want to figure something out. You probably Google it and watch a YouTube video and you learn something and then you go and apply it. And that's really the, the process that, that we're trying to apply as well. And so I think that's one, one area, you know, the fact that we're going deep, the fact that we're really hitting on that, those practical um, tools. And then I think the fact that we are making this a very personalized experience as well, I think is really important. Uh, I think the days of one size fits all training uh, are gone um, or at least should be gone. And we need to be able to create a much more personalized experience for people. And so, so that's absolutely what we're, what we're trying to do there. Uh, and, I, and I think, you know, really the way that we're, we're doing this with the blended approach of articles and podcasts and things like that as well is quite unique. You know, the, the fact that we have such a large uh, collection now of, of great content really helps you navigate the, you know, 10 different newsletters that you receive or the tons of stuff you see on your Twitter feed or your LinkedIn feed to have that all in one place and, and easy to find and searchable, I think is pretty unique as well. That's great. You know, it, 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 it does my heart good to know that you guys are um, doing this because, because you and David and, and I assume there's a, a larger team um, mm -hmm. are at the forefront of this emerging discipline. And, and it's nice to see that, that you've decided to make teaching people about the new discipline the heart of your work. So oh. if I'm an org, if I'm an org, I, I really think this is a good thing you guys are doing. Um, yeah, um, if I'm an organization and I want to learn more, what do I do? Yeah, so quite simply, uh, go to myhrfuture.com um, and you can learn more about everything that we're doing there. There's there's a lot of great content there. Highly recommend you uh, subscribe to David Green's um, podcast and his newsletter as well. Um, yeah, come find us there and, and you can find my contact details there as well or obviously um, Ian Bailey on LinkedIn. I'm pretty easy to find on there too, hopefully. Okay. Well, thanks for doing this, Ian. This was a great conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time. No, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, John. I really enjoyed it. You've been listening to HR Examiner's Executive Conversations. We've been talking with Ian Bailey, who is a director at Insight 222, managing the My HR Future Academy. You can find out more by going to myhrfuture.com. That's right myhrfuture.com? That's the one, yeah, yes, absolutely. All righty. Thanks again. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you back here next week. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, John.